Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. Good morning, champions. Hello to all the champions out there. I'm Pastor Sean Strickland here with my super cute husband, Pastor Edwin Strickland. And we are the proud pastors of Fellowship of Champions Church International, home of some of the best people in the world. And we are a church teaching you how to walk in love, live by faith, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. Now, you know what we're going to ask you to do. We're going to ask you to hashtag live and tell us where you're watching from. We see Vernita Lee from Palm Bluff. We see Lisa from South Carolina. We see Linda Strickland. Hey, my dear, from Conway, Arkansas. But we want to hear where you are from. The next thing we want you to do is we want you to share this broadcast. We actually, it's a multiple step. We want you to like the broadcast. We want you to share the broadcast and we want you to tag at least two people in the broadcast this morning. We are super excited. I love it. Lisa says she's coming from YouTube. I'm always excited to see the YouTube watchers. Um, our daughter, Jordan, always watches from YouTube. She's like, she don't do Facebook, but she watches from YouTube. So, hey, Jordan. Um, and so we're just super excited to be here because the one thing that we are sure of is that Jesus is Lord. <clears throat> And the second thing that we are sure of is that he came for us to have life and have it more abundantly. I love right? the Amplified. It says to the full, to Till the it overflows. overflows. Put this in the comments. <clears throat> God wants me to have an overflowing life, mm -hmm. not overflowing with stress, not overflowing with sickness, not overflowing, overflowing with, with problems. God wants us to have an overflowing life, a good life filled with his goodness, Filled with his grace, filled with his mercy, a life that is full of love, a life that is full of faith, and a life that is full of total life prosperity. Mm -hmm. That is so beautiful. But the thing about it is, is that in order to access that life, you have to accept Jesus as your personal savior. It's the number one jumping off point. It is the starting point. Trying to get anything other than that first. It's going to be a counterfeit no matter how good you think it is. It it's, won't last. Oh, that's so good. It won't you, last. You have to. In fact, I, I believe it's in John 10. Jesus says that there are lots of people who try to come into the gate. Mm -hmm. Right. Another but way. There another way. But he is the truth. He is the life. And he <laughs> is the way. Yeah. Now, once you accept Jesus, then you need to obey Jesus. <laughs> Why? Because here's the deal. If you accept Jesus. Even if there, you know, people debate about whether you want saved, not all, not not once saved, saved, always saved, always saved, whatever. That's that's not here. But the reality of it is, is that clearly Jesus did not die for us just to go to heaven. Right. Because if he died for us just to go to heaven, as soon as people accepted Jesus, they would drop dead and go to heaven. Yes. Right. And there would be no commission to go out and recreate or procreate other disciples, that's other right. other believers. He so we, just, we have more of a purpose than just getting to heaven. Heaven is a final destination. It is not the place that it's, it's, it's not the thing he just died just so we could have. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if you don't make it a practice to study the word, mm -hmm. to listen to the Holy Spirit and to obey, even though Jesus wants you to have life to the full till it overflows, it will always elude you. It will always be just out of grasp, right? Yeah. yeah. You will always end up in living like you don't know Jesus when he wants your life to be an example of his goodness, yeah. right? So we um, 
want to give you, let's do the announcements at the end. But if you think about it, we're doing part two this morning of a revolutionary mindset, mm -hmm. right? That's really tying in what we're talking about, right? Now, I want to say this, and then Pastor Edwin is going to do our total recap. Pastor Nietzsche did such a great job last awesome week. Y'all shout her out. Awesome if you didn't watch that, you totally missed out because it was a phenomenal teaching. We literally were, um, I think we were sitting at breakfast mm -hmm. last week on vacation listening to Pastor Nietzsche teach because it was such a solid teaching. But here's the good thing. Even if you missed it, because you go to Fellowship of Champions Church, you didn't really miss it. You can go back and watch that replay and it will have just the same anointing as though you were listening to it on last week. That's the great thing about being a part of a ministry that records all of the broadcasts and give them to you free. We're a pretty great church. Pretty good church, if you ask no, me. We're a pretty great church. FOC is really, I know, FOC is what's up. Like, <laughs> listen, so if you're a first-time visitor, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yep. And you're thinking, man, I need a place to go to church. This is it. We will teach you. If you will learn, we will teach you how to walk in love, how to live by faith, yeah. how to experience God's prosperity in every area of life. Now, we're going to be picking up on a revolutionary mindset part two. But here's what I want to say as we get into this teaching. It is so imperative that we understand that changing our thinking is not a one-time event mm -hmm. because sometimes people get really frustrated with themselves. And I want you to think about it like this. If for 30 years you've known toxic relationships, you've known struggle, you've known sickness, you've known those things, it is unrealistic to believe that you're going to come to Fellowship of Champions and in a year, your entire life can be changed. Now, hear what I'm saying. Can some of your life begin to be changed? Absolutely. Absolutely. If you will make the decision and you will walk it out. Yes. But I believe that some of you need to learn to do this thing that we're talking about in Inner Circle, which is called give yourself graceful accountability. Mm -hmm. Graceful accountability. Can all of y'all put that in the comments and share this and tag somebody? Graceful accountability. What is graceful accountability? I hold myself responsible for changing. I do not abuse myself when change is not coming as fast as I think it should. Yeah. Graceful accountability, right? And the key, the key to graceful accountability is learning how to celebrate the things you have done. That's the thing that keeps you going. A lot of people look at all the things they don't have right when they don't consider all the things they have gotten right. Am I, am I to say that you're supposed to rest on your laurels? No, absolutely not. If I got 50 things that I really need to change in my life, can I change all 50 tonight? You Probably cannot. not. You cannot. And if I hold myself to that level of accountability, I'm, I'm only going to abuse the word you use, abuse myself. But if I can change five of those things this month, I should be celebrating myself for those for those five things. Yes, I still have 45 I need to work on, but thank God I've mastered these five. So now I'll tackle the next five next month. And here's the thing. As long as we are on this earth, we're always going to be growing and becoming. I think people think somehow they reach a final destination, but we're always going to be growing and becoming. And even when we leave this, leave this earth, we still won't know it all. We still won't get everything right every time. So I love that term graceful accountability because I talk about it in Ed Talk and I talk about giving yourself some praise, being being graceful to yourself. I like the term you use. Don't abuse yourself because you don't think you're going as fast as you should. Are you making progress? So here's what we want to do is we get into this just before we pray, because that's so good, um, is that 
I want you to make a list of just a couple things in the comments for everybody to see that God has changed in your life. Yeah. What is something that God has changed in your life? Man, I used to cuss people out. Man, I used to get the flu every winter. Man, I used to suffer from depression two times, three times a week. Yes. Put put in the comments because the Bible says that we are to recall what he has done and give him praise. What has the Lord done in your life? How is he changing your life? Narrow down some specifics, some things that you know that last year you wouldn't have handled this way, that five years ago you wouldn't have handled this way. Listen, some of you just need to thank God for even aware an awareness to want to please God because 10 years ago right. you didn't have an awareness Maybe to please January, God. Maybe in January you didn't have that awareness. They said in January, back that far. <laughs> in January you did not have an awareness to please God. Do you see what we're saying? So I want you to put those things in the comments. Every person, if you're not driving, I want you to put them in the comments. And then what I want you to do is I want you to begin to thank him. Lord, I thank you that I have an awareness of who you are. Lord, I thank you that I don't operate every time. Latanya said, I used to cry at every point in adversity. I thank you that I don't cry at every point mm -hmm. of adversity. Ejoy said, I used to be depressed and overeat and overeat and full of rage and lack of faith. Lord, I thank you. I just want you to begin hearts and fire and open your mouth and mm -hmm. lift your hands and just begin to give God praise. Chandra said, I'm no longer ruled by my thoughts. I used somebody said I used to smoke. I used to fornicate. I used to fly off the handle for no reason. I used to get depressed. I want you to see somebody said I'm unoffendable. That means they Amen. listen to the teacher. I'm unoffendable. CJ Mathis said I used to allow people to upset me and it would wreck my mood for an extended period of time. Mm. Now if something someone does something upsetting, I pause. I, I recognize it, yes. I pray, and I move forward. Listen, the guys. The ability to hit the pause button is often so underrated. If we would learn to hit that pause button, so many things we end up having to go back and, and make amends for wouldn't even be necessary. I love that. Just hitting that pause button. That's but powerful. Malia said, I used to turn to alcohol. Yeah. Listen, give God some praise. Yeah. Open up your mouth and thank him. And then listen, God, I repent for when I'm overlooking what you're doing in mm -hmm. my life. I can, I'm, listen, guys, I know you can get so focused on finances that you forget that you used to be filled with rage. Mm -hmm. You can get so focused on this thing that you forget that he's done this thing, guys. But listen, um, my mom said he changed the way that I respond to negative situations. We have a reason to praise the Lord. And I need everybody to put this comment. God is working on me. God is working on me. God is working on me. Mm -hmm. God is working on me and I won't stop working with God to work on me. Amen. I will not stop working with God. God so I'm not going to let the enemy trick me and I'm not going to let the enemy manipulate me and I'm not going to let the enemy get me to cave in and quit. I'm not going to get the enemy to get me to look at strict and think that because I'm not moving in one area as fast as he's moving that God is not working me. God is working on me. He is not done yet and I'm going to keep working with God to work on me. That's one. Uh, the things I give God praise for. I'm not, I no longer have the spirit of comparison on my life. 
I'm not comparing myself to somebody else. And I ain't the only one. A lot when you said that, that's so resonated. So many times people are looking at other people and wondering why they're not where those other people are, but you have no idea where those people started from or how long they've been doing what they're doing. Absolutely. Mama Sand said I used to have seasonal allergies. I have been allergy free from for 16 Praise years. God. Right. I will not stop working with God to work on me. I know that many times the teachings that we offer here are challenging mm -hmm. because they are saying to us, step up. Let's be everything that God has called us to be. But while we're stepping up, we don't forget that God is yet working on us. Mm -hmm. We don't forget. We talked uh, several years ago, I believe during 2020, we talked about the importance of making a memorial to the Lord, mm -hmm. having a list of things if that the Lord has hand. done for mm -hmm. you. You need to take your phone out on your notes on Facebook, uh, on your notes if you have an iPhone. Um, Samsung has notes. You need to make a Google Doc. You need to email yourself, but you need to have a list of what God has done in your life. I just want to know, is it anybody that you're like, if I stop and think about it, I wouldn't even be alive if the Lord hadn't mm -hmm. been working on my life. There were so many ways that the enemy was trying to get me off the planet, but God blocked it. There were so many bad relationships I got myself into, but God got me out of. God is working on my life. And I think that this is so important because one of the manipulations of the enemy it's when we are walking through something to try to get us to think that God is not doing anything, mm -hmm. to try to get us to think that God has forgotten about us. Maybe you've been trying to overcome a financial issue for two years, and it just seems like every time you get to this point, you get knocked back. That's the time that you got to rehearse where you have seen the breakthrough. I've said this so many times, and I'll continue to say it. The enemy understands that the one weapon he can he tries to use against us is time. He tries to wear us out with time. The enemy wants you to think that God didn't hear you. He wants you to think that God's not responding. He wants you to think that it's, that you're, you're, it's not going to happen for you. It's going to be too late. He's trying to use time. But here's what we know. Faith will supersede time. Faith will supersede Faith time. Will su He's trying to use time to wear you out and convince you of the promises of God that they aren't true, or at least they are not true for you. He's trying to wear you out with time, but your faith will supersede that time. Gloria Copeland says it like this. If you're willing to stand forever, you won't have to stand for a long time. Do Why? You understand? Because when you're in faith, faith is now. If you're, you're not waiting. It's now. You preach it. If you're committed to say, I so believe God that my child will be delivered. I so believe God for healing. I so believe God for my business to take off. I'm willing to stand forever. Yep. I will never, I feel faith staring for some people. I need somebody to make a bold declaration as you tag somebody else in this. Say the enemy will not wear me out. He won't wear me out. The enemy time. will he not wear will me not. out. The not. enemy will not get me to quit. Nope. The enemy will not get me to cave nope. in. The enemy will not get me to back down. The enemy will not get me to compromise what God has said. He will not wear me out. Why will he not wear me out? Because 1 Corinthians 15 and 57 says, thanks be, be to, to God. God who has given me the victory through the Lord Jesus Christ. Not now, is given me. Has given has me the victory. Me. I need you to say with your chest, the victory is mine. The victory is mine. The victory is mine. I already won. The victory is mine. Yeah. 
listen, you need to have a mindset like Coach Deion Sanders. Yeah. Coach Deion Sanders, they got beat pretty bad yesterday. 42 to 6. He acknowledged that it was a butt whooping. And then he said, but don't judge us where we are right now. He said, you better get me now. You better get me now. Listen, somebody. <laughs> that, I tell the devil all day, you should have got me a long Baby, time ago. Baby, you should have got me a long time ago. Because <laughs> that was, You should have got me a long time ago because that's the worst I will ever be. Because that's the worst <laughs> I'll ever be. Somebody needs to learn to take that kind of mindset yep, that true. even when it looks like you just got your butt pulled yep. by life circumstances, yep. you turn around and look your and circumstances you in the face and you say, you should have got me mm -hmm. then. You should, because this is the lowest I'll ever be. This is the brokest I'll ever be. I remember when people thought that was so weird that we would, we would go around saying that, saying this the worst we'll ever drive. This the, wor this the worst we'll ever vacation. This the, broke this the brokest we'll ever be. Listen, every time we said that, we elevated. This, I'm telling you. Every listen, time we said it, we elevated. Now, I'm going to give you a practical example. <laughs> Mama Sand just said she used to have allergies, but mm -hmm. she's been free for 16 years. Mm -hmm. If you have allergies acting up in your body right now, you ought to look yourself in the mirror and say, this the last time. This the last time. This the last season of yep. allergies. So this the last yep. time. I bet, like, you have got to get one of the reasons I love that God gave us the name of champions is that we don't lay down and take nope. life. We don't just accept anything that life hands us. Yep. And it's so interesting. It aggravates Christians that just accept everything. Mm -hmm. We don't just accept everything. You got to put a demand on your break. I love that. Whoever just typed that in the comments, Pastor Chris and Pastor Brad, we got to put a demand on our breakthrough. See, right now, I need you by faith to put a demand on your breakthrough. I need you to put a demand on your financial increase. I love it. Sydney got a car yesterday. Mm -hmm. I was so blessed that me Sydney too. got a car. Uh -huh. But San Teresa was talking to me before she posted it. And she said that they needed to get Sydney a car. Mm -hmm. And she didn't necessarily have the resources in her hand to get Sydney a car. So she started reminding the Lord of all the seeds mm -hmm. she had ever sown yep. when somebody got a new car, yep. putting gas in their car, being a blessing, giving people rise. And it, it worked out that Sydney's father brought her a car that is paid in full. I wish I would find some people that would take 13 seconds and begin to speak to their circumstances. Begin to say, I guarantee you, I got too much seed in the ground mm -hmm. to stay broke. I guarantee you, I, I believe the word too much to stay sick. I believe the word too much to stay depressed. I believe the word too much for the enemy to have my kids. And because I believe God, I am willing to stand forever. You have to be willing to allow your faith to offend the insecurities of those who want to live in mediocrity. No, 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 no. You have to no, be no, willing no. to do it. Say it again you so have we can to, capture You it. have to be willing to allow your faith to offend the insecurities of those who choose to live in mediocrity. I need you. I need you to say it one more time because that's something we need to write down because that needs to be something we're posting. Can you say it one more time for me? I think so. Okay. <laughs> you, you have to be willing. To, willing. To allow your faith. To allow my faith. Yes. To offend. To offend. The insecurity. The insecurity. Of those. Of those. Who choose. Who choose. To live in mediocrity. To live in me. If you, if you choose to have a God who don't show up and do nothing for you, that's your choice. But my faith is going to offend you.
because my faith is going to say what my God is going to do. And then you're going to get to see with your eyes what my God did. So if my faith offends your insecurities because you choose to live in mediocrity, that's a you problem, not a me problem. I choose to believe God. Ivy, text me that so I'll have it. I am willing to allow my faith to offend the insecurities of those who choose to live in mediocrity. Mm -hmm. I am willing yeah. to allow my faith to offend the in let me give and you I'm that. okay with and it. I'm okay with I'm that. okay with my I'm okay. faith offending okay. your insecurities. I'm okay because my faith is in my God. Yeah. So I'm willing to allow my faith that God would heal Jordan so Jordan would be in college. Yeah. I am willing to allow my faith to offend the insecurities of those who live in mediocrity. And here's what I suggest you that if you're offended, come out of me. Come out of mediocrity. If you're offended, and what's the mediocrity? Thinking that your God can't do. You don't have a problem your God can't solve. You don't have a problem that you are aware of that your God hasn't already created a solution and given to you. He's waiting on you to take the solution. He ain't trying to figure it out. You don't have a problem that he ever caught God off, off, off guard. He's ever surprised him. He, 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 he's working backwards. You're walking forward. He's, he's already walked out the steps for you. And the Bible says that he didn't just walk out a singular path. He's walked out paths with an S for us. So let's say you get off. He knew you was going to get off, so he already has a tributary to get you back on track. I refuse to allow my faith to be squandered because of somebody else's insecurity. Because they want to, they choose to live in mediocrity. Won't be me. Somebody say preach pastor. Won't be me. Somebody say preach Won't pastor. Won't be me. Is this so good? Because faith is offensive to the faithless. Mm -hmm. Faith is offensive. It is offensive. I was thinking about this the other day. Um, Quick story time. So many people reach out to me about what we did for Jordan, mm -hmm. right? So I was trying to explain to a couple of new women that there are some things that are better than what we knew for Jordan because of the progress they have made, mm -hmm. right? And so I was trying to um, help this one lady figure out because there are these new diets and stuff that we, yeah, didn't, we, know, know about. we didn't know about. Yeah, right. The truth of it is, is that there are things you in can now- In 19 years, so much research has been done on the subject of autism in Ashburgers that what we were doing is probably outdated. If, if we could go back and grab this information for 19 years ago, we would do it. And some of the stuff the Lord literally had to teach us yes. because you could not right, find it. Right, there were things right, he had to right. teach us because you could not find it. But anyway, I was noticing that when you begin to go down that rabbit hole of, of, of understanding that research, that there are literally people who are offended, offended. that their child doesn't have to tick doesn't have to do those things. And as I was watching those videos, I was literally thinking, because I'm, I'm thinking about this, and I was saying, why would somebody be offended by the fact that there may be things that can help their kid be self-sufficient? Because I'll be honest with you, one of my greatest concerns about Jordan is that if Jordan was not functional, what would happen to Jordan after we die, mm -hmm. right? And he said, they are afraid to believe. They are. They are afraid to believe. And because they're afraid to believe, what they do is they look at somebody else who says, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z so that my child doesn't have these ticks, so that my child doesn't have these 
uh, expressions of, of nonverbal communication, all the things that are, that are around autism and Asperger's, what happens is they get upset when people say you can eat this way, you can do these exercises, you can do these things to stop it. Because in reality, they are afraid that if they tried it, it wouldn't work for them. So in order to reduce that pain, to reduce that fear, they say, I just accept my kid as they are, and you should too. No, I won't allow my faith to be squandered by your insecurity. Now, I want to say this. Many of you look at that and you go, that makes sense. Come on. But how many of you are afraid to believe for the new house? Come on. How many of you are afraid to believe for the new job? Come on. How many of you are afraid that you can be allergy free too? Come on. How many of you are afraid and because you are afraid, you normalize and you get offended by people living experiences that you actually want. Mm -hmm. You actually want it, but you're afraid. Tell your neighbor, say, but I'm not afraid anymore. Mm. I'm not afraid anymore because thanks be to God who has given me the victory. I'm not afraid anymore. It may take time, but I'm going to live time anyway. Listen, a lady sent me a message probably maybe a month ago. It was before we went to Mexico. And she was just saying how she had been listening to our ministry um, she said really since she said, she, well, I guess like 21, not really during the pandemic, but kind of after the pandemic, she was listening. She said she went back and she said she spent hours just listening to everything we had taught that had faith in the subject. She said, and she had a, a daughter who had like these, these food allergies. Basically she, she had a, she had a peanut allergy. She had something else. She, she always had an EpiPen with her. And she said, she said that one night the Lord said to her, believe me for the deliverance of your child from out from those food allergies. She said she I think the kid was maybe 9 or 10, old enough that she went and talked to her. She said they just started believing God and believing God and believing God and believing God. She said in over time the things that used to trigger her 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 daughter's uh system to cause her to be allergic, she said she wasn't allergic anymore. She said and she knew God had totally delivered her because a friend or something a friend of a friend had came over to the house and had peanuts from uh, from the airlines and had opened the peanuts. She said the smell of the peanuts used to cause her dog to have a, a one of those reactions where they have to get the epi. She said it, she never had a reaction. She said she got totally healed. She said the girl can drink milk now, even though she don't really drink milk. She said she can drink milk. She said all of these things that they used to have to like keep away from her. She had she did. I told I said God is still a healer. God, God is still, is a, still healer. a healer. Now, she still has the work to do because she's like, I can't believe God did this for me. Well, you got to believe that. You got to believe, you gotta believe he'll he did do it for you. It wasn't just random. He did it because <laughs> you believed. You've got to get your faith up. Yes. You've got to get your expectation up. You, I love Pastor Ralph. He said, same God. Same God. Same God. Same he God. is the same God. I got a message the other day. There was a young lady, her daughter, her um, her daughter needed to be in a school that costs about $26,000 a year because mm. she had some special needs, okay. right? And I told her, I said, you know, you know us, babe. Go as far as your faith will take you. Go as far as your faith. Go as far fill as Fill out your, the paperwork. Fill out the paperwork. Yep. She filled out the paperwork. She got in. They gave her a reduced rate. Yep. She still didn't have the money. I said, go as far, go as, as, far as your as faith you, will take that's you. That's right. Enroll, girl. Enroll. <laughs> she said she got a message. That they had a grant. She uh, the program was twenty six hundred. I mean twenty six thousand dollars a year. All they ever paid was twelve hundred dollars. She said they got an email on Thursday that they had been selected for a grant, 
and their tuition was paid in full. You go as, as far, far as, as your, your faith, faith will take. take you. You go as far. I cannot stress that to you enough. People wonder why we do what we do and not that we do it all, but we go as far as our faith will take us. If we want something, if God says yes, if God hadn't said no, how far can we go? We go as far as our faith because you don't need finishing grace until you start. Can I say that again? You, you don't need finishing grace until you start. If you ain't starting, why you need grace to finish? Now, let me give you an example. Every week, Pastor Ralph is challenging people to come to the hub. Yeah. If uh, Here is what going as far as our faith would look like for us. The first thing we got to do is know how much it costs to get there. Yeah. How much does the hotel cost? Yeah. Right? What do we have? And then we start making our confession. Yeah. We start believing God. There are some of you, you want to come. Be, okay, here's my gas money. Here's my gas money. <laughs> okay, and then something else. Okay, I got my hotel for one night, all right? Here's my hotel for two. You go as far as your faith will take you. And one of the reasons that faith offends the insecurities of mediocre people come on. is that faith has the audacity mm -hmm. to say it's possible. Yes. Faith has the audacity to say it is possible. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to give y'all this testimony. And babe, I don't know what you're going to do after this. I feel God is staring some faith yeah. because the Bible says now faith is the substance of things mm -hmm. hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And I, again, I love the Amplified. It, said, it is the title deed. It shows your ownership. Faith tells you what you have the right to claim ownership to. It's 77 people on here. I wish I had 77 <laughs> people say, I just believe God. I just believe no, God. No, I just believe. I Let just me come believe. over here and type I'm, this. I'm, I just I'm believe God. I, ju I, I just, just believe, believe God. God. I just believe. I just believe God. I just I believe. I just believe God. He is well able. Mm -hmm. I love what Hillary said. I love how she said, she said, no, I just believe God. Yeah. Like, there... I love the, the the way that she said it because no seems to me to speak to an intrusive to thought. An intrusive thought. A, a says it, no, it can't. It, this can't happen for you. She no. said, no. I just believe God. I just God. believe God. Yes. I just believe God. Listen, so let me tell y'all this. Here's just a faith story because we want to build your faith. How many of you want your faith built today? You want your faith there today? I am telling you, we are in a season and it's always the season for supernatural provision, for supernatural healing, for supernatural deliverance. Pastor Edwin just gave you a testimony of somebody who was supernaturally healed. Mama said just gave you her testimony of being supernaturally healed. I just gave you a testimony of somebody being financially being able to pay for school. We are here trying to build your faith. If you scroll back up, you gave testimonies. Malia said, I used to turn to alcohol. Mm -hmm. Now I don't turn to alcohol. Somebody said, I used to be depressed. I used to go off on people. I used to rage. What are we doing? We're testifying of the goodness of God. We are helping you to build your cognitive competencies. Right. If you are going to walk with God, right. you have to think correctly. If you don't think correctly, the enemy will give you these intrusive thoughts to make you think that the word of God is of no effect. And if you buy into the fact that the word of God is of no effect, it will be of no effect for you. It, did you hear that? It is not that the word of God is no effect. It will be, be of, of no, no effect, effect to, to you, you because you believed it was of no effect and your faith worked. 
because we taught this, I don't know, earlier this year or last year. Everybody's faith always works. Mm-hmm. It's just the faith. It just depends on where your faith is attached. That's right. It's like, if your faith believes it's not enough money, it's not enough yeah. money. If your faith believes you can never be healed, you can never be Absolutely. healed. But if your faith believes with God, I am well able. Mm-hmm. I am an overcomer. I will make it. This is not the end of my story. I will see what God said. I am well able. Then that is what it will be for you. you. For you. For you. Think about it. The Bible says it like this. The Bible says that Jesus went about doing many miracles. The Bible says that Jesus went to this particular place. And because the people were so familiar with him, they was like, oh, that's just Mary, baby. That's Joseph, baby. We, we, we know him since he was little. The Bible says he could not do many miracles there. Why? Because they didn't believe. It wasn't that Jesus wasn't Jesus when he went back to his hometown. He was still the same powerful son of God. But he wasn't able to do many miracles where they were concerned, not because he wasn't Jesus, but because they didn't believe. I just believe God. I just believe, I just God. believe God. Listen, we might as well change this one to I just believe God <laughs> and then come back and do Revolutionary Mindset Part 2 next week. But listen, I want to give you all this testimony because I think that it's so important to understand that you are going to live in direction of your word. Yes. In 2020, Pastor Edwin and I were walking. Y'all know that in 2020, we walked a lot. Okay. We walked a lot because we were in the middle. We couldn't go nowhere. So the only thing we could do to get out the house was just to walk. That was, I mean, it was therapeutic, but it was also like, where are you going to go? The movies were shut down. Everything was shut down. I, I really walked for the therapy. Oh. I, I don't know. Why. I was walking for <laughs> I the therapy. I walked because I couldn't no, go to the movies. I couldn't go to, bowling. Ralph said he, we was walking for Because in 2020, there was rarely a day that we did not either know somebody in the hospital with COVID or we did not know somebody who had a financial need because of COVID. We spent a lot of time walking because we needed to hear what God wanted us to do and we needed a place to dump. That's true. This one particular day, Pastor Edwin says to me, we're talking about... um, we're talking about the things we dream about because that's the other thing we do when we walk. Like, what do we dream? What are we? One yeah, of the ways yeah. that we kept ourselves encouraged was to talk about what we would do after the pandemic, mm-hmm. how we were going to live. This one particular day, we're walking, and you used to travel a lot at that time, mm-hmm. and I didn't travel as much. And typically, I only traveled for ministry or vacation. Mm-hmm. And so, as we're walking, you're saying something to me like. I don't care whether I fly in first class or not. Mm -hmm. That's what you say. And I'm about to say, I don't care either. And the Lord said, tell the truth. What do you really want? Mm. And I said, well, I do care. I said, and I'm making this declaration that when we come out of this pandemic, I only fly first class when I'm not flying private. Mm -hmm. And you was like, girl, what? Go ahead and admit you bougie then. Fine. (laughs) Listen, y'all don't. And here, I want you to hear this. You got a right to, if we all going to Vegas for FOC family reunion, (laughs) you got a right to go however you want to. That's true. You can walk. You can ride a bike. You can take a motorcycle. You can drive. You can take a bus. You can take a train. You you can fly Allegiant. You can fly Southwest. As for Sean Strickland. I'm flying first class unless I fly private. 
Now, however you feel about that. Now, don't let her faith <laughs> offend your no insecurity of, of doing things mediocrity. All right. Don't 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 allow that. It, see, for me, because I really because I really don't care. I really don't. I'm like, hey, if you want to fly first class, that's fine. Fly first class. For me, I didn't get offended because I was like, you know, at the end of the day, the front of the plane gets you the same as the back of the plane. I get it. People have different things that they like. Nothing wrong with that. But that's the, that's an example of not letting your somebody because it could have been. I'd be like, girl, come on, admit your booze. And then you like, oh well, okay, I won't fly. No, no, no. You don't change what God has called you to because it because it's at a level different than somebody else. Absolutely. And then you said to me, you said, well, that's fine. I don't fly. I'll fly in coach. And I said, you flying in coach would diminish my experience. <laughs> Therefore, you must fly in first class, too. Now, we're not going nowhere. But but every time I think about going somewhere, I say, I only fly first class unless, unless, I'm, flying unless I'm flying private. Right? Now, then what happens is Canaan gets involved in this. Canaan's like, wait a minute. Wait, there's a confession out here for flying first class? And it's like, I only fly first class, right? Now, Jordan is pretty much like Edwin. She thinks she doesn't care. And then we go to Vegas with Inner Circle, and we fly back in the pods. Mm -hmm. When we fly back in the pods, Jordan has now come to me and Kane's <laughs> yeah, side. The pod did it for no, her. No, the pod <laughs> did it for her, right? And so now I'm trying to tell you something. We're, I'm working it in my heart. And what we what I begin to work in my heart is that it wasn't just when it was me. It wasn't just when it was Edwin. It was even when it was with the girls, which causes an increase in the price. I started to use my faith. Now, let me tell y'all how God helped me grow and become. When I first started purchasing first class tickets, the I, I don't know why, but it would be like, the coach ticket was $4.53 and the first class ticket was $5.99. And I would be like, that's too close not to get it. I can do that. I can do it. I can do it. I keep on it. I keep building my faith. But I'm also doing the other things he's telling me to do with my business. So opportunities are coming. Then I started getting people who invite me to speak who only bring their people first class. Come on, somebody. Help me, Holy Ghost. Listen. So... Now, in the meantime, last year, so we started flying first class. You, There's room for you in first class, too. You, you can come to first class, too. You don't have to stay in the back. But if you want to stay in the back, I respect your right to stay in the back. Just respect my right not to stay in And the if back. you want to fly first class, you say, oh, I'm not sure how I would do that. Look at the bottom of the screen. It says, I just... I just believe, believe God. God. <laughs> I just believe God. That's how you're going to do it. I just believe God. That's how you're going to do it. You if, do if, it. It's, if you want to do it. You j I just go believe God. So anyway, last year when we went to Mexico, we had an opportunity to do a lot of things we had never done before. Mm -hmm. One of the things that we had never done before was we had never taken a catamaran. We took a catamaran, which is a boat with a lot of people, it, it, a tour boat. You go over to this island, the Isles of Majeur. It's beautiful. The water is the prettiest water that I, we've ever seen. We go there. We rent this golf cart. We do the tour. When we come back, we realize that there are some yachts parked to the side, and the people have come over on the yachts, and they are swimming in the water. Mm -hmm. And he said, I think I want to do that. Mm -hmm. We don't have no clue how to do that. And in our mind, we think that it costs 
way more than we're willing to pay for that experience. Right. That's why you go as far as your faith. Can That's take. why you go as far as your faith can take you. What was as far as our faith could take us? We want to do that. Yeah. We want to do that. We want. We want to be. Want to be over there. We want to be over <laughs> there. Those people are. <laughs> we want to be over there. Some of you have never admitted you want to be over there, and some of you don't even realize that God wants you over there because it's an opportunity oh, wow. to minister to people oh, over wow. there. See, you better hear oh, what wow. I'm saying. Come on. Hear what I'm Come telling on. you. Come there on. are things that Come God on. will give you. Yes. Just because he loves you. Yes. But there are elevations that God wants to give you because he needs a believer needs in the you space. In that space. He needs a believer in the space. I cannot tell you how many times I have gotten Pick to minister God. to somebody <laughs> in first class. Pick me somebody God. in first. I had an opportunity to minister yep. to a man in first class that was the CEO of his company that did not understand why his wife had left him. Mm -hmm. He said, I gave her everything. I listened to his story. I said, you gave her everything but respect. Mm -hmm. You gave her you gave her all the material, material things, but you did not value her opinion. You did not see her as a partner because he was telling me he wanted to understand why she would leave him for a man that that worked that that made less. Mm -hmm. I said because you gave her everything but respect. He said, "Do you think I can win my wife back?" I said, "I don't know, but if you're going to, you better start with some respect. You better start with, you better start with, some, with respect. some respect. You better it. see her as an equal. Yeah. You better see her as someone who matters to you, and not he, another possession that you own." And that's can, I can told buy. him. I said, "You see, you saw her as a possession." Yeah. And she wanted a man who saw her as a partner. Mm. Right? I don't know what happened to him, but I do know God sent yeah. me to talk and to it, that and man. And it wouldn't have happened back there in 27E. It wouldn't have happened back there in 27E. <laughs> it wouldn't happen. Now, I'm going somewhere with this story because I'm trying to steer your faith. Now, so we're in Mexico in, in August. We're saying we want to do this yacht thing. We then about October find out that Caleb is going to graduate one day. And Jordan is going to graduate one day, right? Yeah. And there's no flights that are going to yeah. let us be at both graduations. Because yeah, Jordan graduated one night and Caleb graduated the next morning. And there was not a flight where we lived that could get us to Atlanta. And if we had drove, we would have missed it. Yes. So we, at first, Edwin says, well, here, he asked Jordan, who do you want at your graduation? Who she said, babe? She said she wanted you at her okay, graduation. Okay, I just want to be clear. She <laughs> said, she said. Now, now, watch this, because this is important, because when I first understood what was happening, right, when I first understood that Jordan was going to graduate one night and Kayla was going to graduate the next morning and we wouldn't be able to drive to get there, my initial thought was, watch this, we got to divide. Right. Why? Because I'm thinking about this from a Edwin mentality. I'm thinking about this from a level of what can Edwin do? What can Edwin produce? Right. That's what I'm thinking of. I never get the idea of this other way until God says. it. And then so I say. You you and Canaan are going to go to Atlanta. Yeah. And Chris is going to come and go with me to Jordan's graduation. And we were going to FaceTime each other. And we're going to FaceTime each other until we find out that they're going to be streamed. Yeah. And then one day you come in and you say, well, what if we can fly private? Yeah. I had, I had went for a walk that morning and I was going. I lit, All I said was, Lord, I thank you that both of these kids are going to graduate. I was like, I'm sad I won't get to be at both, but I'm happy they're going to graduate. And he said, why don't you take a private jet? 
And I was like, I need to ask Sean. <laughs> hold on, Lord. I'll be back. <laughs> but this is why it matters who you associate it with. It does. This is why it matters it who does. you associate with. It does. So he comes in and he says, babe, what if we fly private? Because I, I, I don't say God said because I'm like, maybe I made this up in my mind. <laughs> what so. if we fly private? Now, I'm telling you, when he comes to me and he says, what if we fly private? I got an idea what private is going to cost. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, but I don't want to speak against it because mm -hmm. I don't know what God is going to do. And I said, well, you at least got to price it. Yeah. You got to go as far as your faith can take it. You got to go as far as your faith can take it. But I want you to see what happened. God had been building our capacity to spend more on a flight in the first class. Mm -hmm. So we had a bigger vision than when we started. You start pricing it. You start talking to these different companies. You start getting favor with these different companies, right? Yeah, because I was explaining to them why we needed the why we needed to fly private and not commercial this time. Yeah. Yes. So we ended up, most people don't know this. We ended up, and Tamara got to go with us. We ended up taking a private plane after Jordan's graduation to get to Caleb's graduation. Yeah. This is all because we were willing to go as far as our faith could take us. Then we go back to Mexico and we get the opportunity to take a boat out, a private yacht to what it is that we only saw as a vision, right? Yeah. I say to Edward, in less than a year, less than a year, we did both of the things that we didn't even know how to do. Mm -hmm. Why? Because God knew how to do it. Yeah, I like what Chris said. It's not because he doesn't. Well, she said, "Yeah, there it is." Oh, there's you. She's he doesn't forget the faith in our heart. We didn't spend a year thinking about that boat. It was in our heart to do. We said, "God, we want to do it." We there are things in your heart. Hear me right now. There are things in your heart you have a desire to do. You have forgotten about them or pushed them down because you didn't think they were possible. But God hadn't forgotten. God has not forgotten. He has not forgotten. And if you will ignite that faith, that 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 ownership, that title deed in your heart, you will see it in your life. You'll see it in your life. I love this. This is so good. I want to say two things. Um, with love, Etta just said something that I, I think is so beautiful. She said, uh, excuse me, Father, I want to be over there, right? Mm -hmm. You, I know you know what I mean. This is the thing. This is why faith will offend people with insecurities. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that. Edwin will tell you, I used to say something very similar mm -hmm. to that. I used to say, no, I want to be over there. Mm-hmm. When, when we would go to a resort, I would say, I want to know what the best room is mm -hmm. here, even if I can't afford it. When we would, but at the same time, we are also the people that want to give the biggest seed. Mm -hmm. We want to give the biggest seed. So let me parallel that. So then I'm talking to my spiritual mother. I'm talking to my one of my mentors, and they're both talking about getting new planes. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just trying to get a private trip, not a plane, just a private experience. But I'm sewing into their plane because I know the principle that what 
I make happen for others, God makes happen for me. Now, let's stick a pin in here. Stick a pin. Because, because here's what's going to happen. When you begin to operate in that manner, there will be people who will call you names. They will say, you're crazy for taking your money and sowing it into the life. They'll say, they won't even say sowing. You're crazy for giving your money to someone who already has a plane. You should be saving that money so you can get you a plane. But what they don't understand is I can sow for three years. And if I had saved, it would take me a hundred years to get that plane. People don't understand that. And so what happens is they don't understand your faith. They'll call you names. And if you don't have thick skin, if you don't trust God, you will stop doing what God has called for you to do in order to get you over there. See, we got over there because we obey God in other areas. And as you begin to obey God in all of your areas, including the area of your finance, God will do more for you with what you, you got to do more for you with, with the amount that you sold than you could have done with the entire amount of you to keep it. How do I know? Because we've seen it done time and time and time and time again. Glory to God. Glory Somebody to God. say glory to God. And we so mean, we so believe this that nobody in our family right now needs a car. But when Sydney got her car, oh, we couldn't wait. We sold and our kids sold. The reality of it is is that God has a supernatural system to get to you. Now, let me go ahead because we down this we down this path, so let's I, go ahead I, and do it. In no, we just anyway. believe in God we'll today back anyway. No, but I was telling you, one of my biggest frustrations has been is that when God sent me out to get the principles of transformation to teach people in the kingdom how to change their thinking, Right. Mm -hmm. That I would go to these secular events, these events that would not come know on, Jesus come if on. he laid in the floor. And literally they would say, we're believing for a jet and people would run up and start yep. sowing money. Yep. They would say, we want to build an orphanage and people would run up and start sowing money. And the thing that has always vexed me about the kingdom is how do we have the full truth? We don't just have the principles. We have Jesus. How do we have the full truth? And they keep increasing beyond us because they are willing to look stupid because they so believe in the principle of seed time and harvest that they will do it even though they don't believe in the God of seed I time tell and harvest. Christians all the time, seed time and harvest doesn't just work because you're a Christian. It does not. That would be like saying gravity only works because you're a Christian. The law of lift only works because you're a Christian. It works because it is a principle. It is a principle that works for anybody who gets involved in the principle. That's the reason why you can go to those kind of conferences and somebody says, hey, I'm believing to build an orphanage. And people go, yo, I want to give into that because there's going to come a time I want to build into something. And somebody's going to give in to me. They understand the principle of seed time and harvest, even if they say I don't believe in a God. Why? Because atheists may not believe in God, but ask them if they believe in gravity. I, I know they believe in gravity because you know what they won't do? They won't get on top of a building that's, that's 20 stories and jump off. Why? Because they know if they do, they'll do what? Hit the bottom. Why? Because they know gravity works. 
There are principles in this world that God has established and they work for everybody who gets involved with them. Except the enemy clouds our mind so that we won't get involved with those principles, that we'll think it's a game, we'll think it's a scam, we'll think it's a come up, and then we won't get involved in it so that the people who are prospering are people who are in his kingdom, not God's kingdom. Well, amen. Now that's the scheme. Well, amen. That no, that's really the scam. That's you talk about scammers. The scammer, the scam is to get you to believe to believe that, that a universal it, principle doesn't work. That a universal principle doesn't work, and you'll be believing for something. And some of you, even right now in 2020 and 2021, you saw tremendous breakthrough. But in 2022 and 2023, you backed up because you don't understand the strategy of the enemy is that when you begin to sow, it's to put enough pressure on you mm -hmm. to back up off of your sowing because you haven't made the resolution to say, listen, when I was building my business, I was like, I don't care how many classes I got to take. Yeah. I don't care how many trips I got to go to. I don't care how many coaches I got to hire. What I know is I believe that God told me this. So if I go over here and I work with Susan and her answers ain't enough, I'm going to go ahead and work with Etta because her answers go. I'm going to keep going after what God said. What I need is out there. What I need. Wait, tell your name. What, what, I, what need I need is, is out, out there. there. What I need is out there. What I need is out there. Mm -hmm. What I need is out there. What I need is out there. And I'm going to tell you this. I don't even know how we got here, but we might as well talk about it. There are three types of seed that Pastor Edwin and I believe that the scripture tells you to sow. And three outside, types of seed that we, that we sow. That we sow outside of your tithe. Because I want to be clear, your tithe is not a seed. Your tithe is a payment. And I don't care what nobody else says. And that. just like we, and I say this, just like we said you need to get Jesus first. You, all these other sowings don't even, they're not even sowing if you're not tithing. You're not tithing. But I want to say, because we know people, you worked with a lady who was Jewish. What did she tell you? She told me that she had not been to synagogue in over three years. She says, but what she has not done is missed the tithe in over three years. I asked her the question because she was my boss's boss. and We were having a conversation. I said, can you explain to me then why it's so important for you not to miss a tithe or, 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 or for you not to... Uh, to not not to miss not to miss a mitzvah she used to call it too she she gave our tithe and her mitzvah every every time i said why is that so important to you she said because i even though i don't go to synagogue she said and even though i'm not well versed in everything else she says i understand the principle of what tithing does to cause me and my husband to increase so she now she ain't been in church in three years and she was she was orthodox jewish she didn't even believe in jesus she, she believed in jesus as being a brother they still waiting <laughs> On the Messiah to come. But she's like, I understand this principle. And this principle has worked for me and my husband and caused us to own multiple properties and for me to advance in my career. So I don't care that I don't go to synagogue. I do my mitzvah, which is to, which is to be a blessing to someone less fortunate. She said, I give my tithe every week. I'm like, and, and, and we can't get people who say they love Jesus to, to understand. Tithe, to tithe, <laughs> to sell. Now, I'm, listen, I, a principle is a principle is a principle. And that's what we keep missing. These are universal principles. These don't just apply to those who are Christians. These are universal principles. And they'll work for you. 
if you will work the principles. So one of the things that we teach is that we teach that there are three, there are three levels of giving. Mm -hmm. There are three levels of giving. One is promotion giving, meaning the Bible says that basically we sow where we want to go. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that the oil flows from the top down. So we give to the people that are where we want to be. Mm -hmm. We would that we want what's on their lives, right? Um, now let me parenthetically insert this is not this is not sowing for prophecy. That's this is not what no, that is. No, this sowing for prophecy is a hustle. We're not sowing nobody for and, prophecy. And it's not the idea that oh, I'm gonna give a hundred dollars to Beyonce because I want to be on stage like Beyonce. It's it's not that either. Right, I need, I need, I need, we, need to, we need to say that it's, it's not that this is the idea of I have a mentor, I have someone who speaks into my life, I have someone who shares wisdom with me, and they are at a level of living, a level of understanding, a level of walking in their faith that I want to go to. Okay, it's, it's promotion giving. Let's say I'm talking to somebody about how. Uh, I give you a prime example. I won't even call call their name, but I, there were some people recently who asked me to look at their resume, asked me to help them with their cover letter. One person asked me to help them with their interviewing skills. I said, sure, I don't mind. You're partners of the ministry. I don't mind doing that. Every single one of them, hear me, every single one of them after we got done, I never asked for a seat. I never asked for any, every single one of them sold something. And I never asked. Why? They understood if I have taken time from someone who's poured into my life to help me get to another level, to help me get somewhere, it makes sense that I would sow into their life. That's that kind of promotion given we're talking about. And every single one of them did it. I think that is beautiful. The other thing is peer giving. Peer giving is where um, I see this is unique and I did this for a lot. There would be things that we were trying to break through in our business and one of us would be talking about how we were about to break mm -hmm. through and the other one would sow a seed to push them over. Mm -hmm. Like the first time that I was close to, the first year that I, I think I had made like 9,800 and something dollars, right? And Unique, I mean $99,000, but it was like the 31st of the year. And Unique sent me like $250 because she was like, you gotta make $100,000 this, this year. You gotta break that six figures this year. That is peer sewing where I look around and because I'm not in competition with somebody, I see, see that you are you are you are a little ahead of me and I'm going to be the wind in your back. Why? Because I'm going to need somebody to be the wind in my back. Yes. Right. Then there is sewing. In Ooh, you got to ask yourself, when the last time you've been the wind in somebody else's cell? You say, well, Lord, I ain't got no win in my cell. When the last time you've been the win in someone else's cell? <laughs> when is the last time that you've sown into the people who pouring into your life? Because mm. I'm just gonna say this. This is the thing that's fascinating to me. Just call and it what it is. I'm I, I'm I'm gonna say this. <laughs> there are many of you who you will sow into ministry leaders who wouldn't even take your phone who call. Wouldn't even take your phone they call. wouldn't take your phone call. You will run to every conference in the world 
to people who don't even know your name. And you have pastors, you have Sunday school teachers, you have leaders that are pouring into your life and you never sow anything into them. And the reality of it is, is that mm. anybody in inner circle can tell you, I mm. mean this from the bottom of my heart, because the first year that everybody got in inner circle, I said to them, somebody poured in your life to get you here. Don't you start sowing seed to me when you've never honored them, That's when right. you have never sent them a seed and said, I want to pay for your dinner. Because the reality of it is, is that this is what I think people forget. We live by our seed. So I don't have to charge you for everything I do right. for you in order to be blessed. Right. But if you refuse to sow, you will get the information and it won't prosper you. Won't be no oil on it for you. Now, the third is sowing into the poor. Mm -hmm. And this ministry is huge in sowing into the poor. But let me tell you this, sowing to the poor. I, the reason I love sowing into the poor, because the Bible says that if you give to the poor, God himself will God repay. Himself God repay. himself will repay. So when God, it's like this. If Ralph helped Canaan somewhere, I'm going to repay Ralph. Mm -hmm. He ain't got to deal with Canaan. If, if Canaan was in Conway and her credit card wasn't working and she needed gas and she called Ralph and she said, Ralph, I need some gas to get home. Oh, baby, Ralph ain't got to worry about getting his money back from, from Canaan because right. I'm going to give Ralph right. his money back because he took care of my baby. Mm -hmm. So listen, but here is where people get stuck. There is a different giver's high for giving to the poor. Mm -hmm. And I want y'all to walk with me through this. The reality of it is, is that Pastor Edwin and I used to struggle with this. When you give $20 to somebody who don't have anything, you can feel really good about that. Mm -hmm. But when you give $20 to somebody who got a plane or somebody who's living experiences mm -hmm. that you're only dreaming of, the enemy says the, uh, to you, you, the enemy, gets the to enemy to you. says to you, you fool. You fool. Or the enemy either says, you're fool. Why would you give them money when they have more than you? Or the enemy says to you, that little $20 ain't nothing. Mm -hmm. Here's what I want everybody to put in the comments. And I see y'all sticking with us. Never minimize your seed. Never. I need everybody to put that in the I'm, comments. I'm typing it myself. Never minimize your seed. Never minimize your seed. Never minimize your seed. Never minimize it. Never minimize your seed. What does that mean? That means the power of seed. Hear what I'm about to say to you. The power of seed is obedience, not amount. Come on. The power of seed is obedience, not amount. The power of seed is obedience, not amount hear me though you can't hustle god okay if god tell you to sow a thousand dollars you can't sow five hundred dollars and get the release but if god tell you to sow five hundred dollars then you can't sow a thousand dollars because it's still disobedience the power of the seed is obedience and so you have got to learn to obey God. I see what you done pulled up. Mm -hmm. So go ahead and talk about that. So, so, so if you're in, if in the studio, if you can pull up Luke 21, verse 1 through 4. Because, because I, I'm a firm believer that when we're talking, I want people to understand. We ain't just pulling this out of thin air. What we're telling you is Bible. 
What we're telling you is what God has given us to live by. And if we learn to live by it, then we can live like it. Luke 21, verse one through four says this. It says, and he looked up and saw the rich putting their gifts into the treasury. Verse two says, and he, and he saw also a certain, what? Widow. Poor widow, widow putting in two mites. Not just a widow, a poor widow. It says, so he said, truly I say to you. Now watch this, that this poor widow has put in more than them all. Why? It says, for all these out of their abundance have put into the offering for God, but she out of her poverty put in all the livelihood that she had. See, understand, God says it like this. He says, look, when it comes to giving, it ain't about the amount, it's about your obedience. See, he said, these people, they just gave out of their abundance, right? They, they, what, what they had didn't mean much to them. But this poor widow, she heard what she was supposed to give and she gave basically her livelihood. She gave her life. She sold where it meant something to her. And Jesus said, because she sold the least amount, she actually sold more than them all. And I want to say this. This is one of the reasons that people who increase stop seeing increase. Because you just start to give out of your abundance. You start to give what doesn't matter to you anymore. And if it doesn't so, matter to you. It doesn't matter to God. So here's what I mean. I remember when $20 was a significant mm -hmm. seed for us. And a lot of people can remember And that. a lot of people can remember. Mm -hmm. And I just saw somebody say, LaToya just said, I disobeyed so many times because I was shamed that all I had was $5. You never. You never you minimize, never minimize your, your seed. Never. You're, you never minimize you your never seed. Do, make the decision today that you will never do that again. That, if, that, that you'll hear God about your giving. And if God says, I want you to give 50 cents, that you give that 50 cents like you gave $5 million. You never minimize your seed. Because the anointing is on the obedience, not, not the, the amount. amount. The, the anointing is on the obedience. Yes. It, 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 and I love Kim Sanford said, I'll never do Amen. that again. Kim Dennis said, I will never Anybody do that again. Anybody who will never do that again, type that in the comments. Say, I'll never do that again. I'll never discount my seed again. I'll never minimize my seed again. I'll never minimize my seed again. Now, here is where people, when they start to increase, miss out on the supernatural, okay? Mm -hmm. What happens is, is that a lot of times people who don't have a lot of money see a lot of supernatural. Me and Ralph have talked about this, that when him and April were young, they saw a lot of supernatural because everything they were giving to God was significant. It equated but to their livelihood. It equated to their livelihood. <laughs> yeah. But what happens is, is that as we increase, mm -hmm. then here's what happens. $50 is more than 20, but it didn't mean anything mm -hmm. to us. Now, here is one of the ways yeah. I tested with myself personally. If I can spend it at Target or Walmart or Amazon and not miss it, it's not significant. Mm. It's not significant. Mm -hmm. So what happens is, come on, Ralph, within me. Yeah, come Chris, on. Come on. Scriptures. You know where we're going. Second, <laughs> Second Samuel 24, uh -huh. 24. Now, here's the background of that story. 
the background of that story is that David came to bring to came to bring an offering. Yeah. And when he came to bring an offering, um, I can't remember the man's name, but the man wanted to give him the threshing floor and the animals for free. Yeah. And David says, no, I have to pay what they are worth. I cannot offer the Lord my God a, a sacrifice that, what? that costs me nothing. So David bought, bought the threshing place and the oxen for 50 pieces of silver. He was like, I cannot give to God that which costs me nothing. I, I cannot. I, I appreciate you wanting to give it to me. But if you give it to me and I offer it to God, I don't have skin in the game. I got to give to God that which costs me something. Why? Because my livelihood's attached to this. And when I give God that which my livelihood is attached to, that's what he multiplies, now, my livelihood. Now, this is so important because mm. we give Childish. differently when we're connected to churches. Mm. We give weekly or monthly as opposed to annual. Mm -hmm. The reality of it is, is that if you get to the annual giving and it didn't cost you anything, mm -hmm. you didn't sow nothing. Mm -hmm. Like when you look at your annual giving, you ought to be able to say, Oh, we could have took a vacation with that. Oh, we could have done this with that. Oh, we could because if you can't give to God because God is like, it's got to mean something to you for it to mean something to me. I tell people all the time if, if the currency of the United States changed from the dollar bill to white rocks. You know what would be important to God? White rock. Yeah. Why? Because it's important to you. Because it's important to you. God cares about what you care about. He cares about what's important to you. When you offer and sacrifice to God, he's not looking at the thing or the amount or the volume of what you're giving. He wants to know what does this thing you're giving to me mean to you? What is what you're giving? What is the time that you're giving mm. mean to you? Mm -hmm. What is the prayer that you're giving mean to you? What is the seeds that you're sowing giving to you? Now, we're going to begin to well, go ahead. It's why we tell people, don't tell us you can't sit for 90 minutes and listen to the word when you go watch a two and a half or three hour movie. Don't tell That's me that. Right. It's That's what right. it means to you. It's what it means, it, what to, it you. means to you. Don't tell me that you can't listen to 90 minutes of teaching when you can watch two hours of TikTok. It do, don't tell <laughs> me that. On. You're lying to yourself. You're lying to yourself. Don't tell me. It's what it means to you. TikTok means more than the word. It you. means more. Don't tell me that you can't run in the store and intend to run out and end up having a 30-minute conversation with somebody that you don't even know that well, and that you, but you ain't got time for the word. Don't lie to yourself about what value is or you won't have the harvest. Now, I think this is important to say this because in Ecclesiastes 11, it tells us that we sow and we work. Mm -hmm. We sow and we work. Because we don't know which one is going to prosper we don't or whether know they which, both shall prosper. That's right. We don't know what's <laughs> going to do it for us. But yep. I also want to tell you this. One of the reasons that I have no apology for how we live now and how our younger kids have gotten to live now is because I know the sacrifices that we made. Oh my God. I know the sacrifice. See, what happens is, is that people get, I want y'all to hear this. People get excited about, oh, it would be cool to be on a yacht. Mm -hmm. Oh, it would be cool. Um, Somebody, th this guy, I won't call his name because I don't want to give him no airtime, but um, 
he made this dig at Strick when we were going on vacation, talking about y'all go on vacation more than Joe Biden. It was supposed to be funny. But the reality of it is, is that I don't apologize for going on vacations because I know all the years that I didn't. I know all of the years that God, I know how many times that God, that we were getting ready to buy a TV and the Lord said, I need you to sow this money. Mm -hmm. I know the times that we were planning to go on vacation and the Lord said, instead of going to Florida, just take a weekend to Hot Springs or Branson. Oh, and we were I getting ready to, to buy our kids some shoes and the Lord said, hold on, I need you to sow this money because somebody else needs, somebody else's kids need some shoes. Somebody else need kids. We know the times. We know the times in our tribe that the Lord would tell us that we were going to a restaurant and we were going to tip the waitress more than the entire bill was. We know those times. So we have no apologies for what God is doing in our life. But I owe you to tell you that in this life right here in the kingdom, because hear what I'm saying. The principles work no matter what. Yeah. But in the kingdom, there's supernatural assistance. Mm -hmm. And in the kingdom, God will always test your heart. Yep. He is always going to test your heart. And he's not testing it for him. He's, he's testing, testing it for, for you. you. He, he wants you to you. know what's in your heart. Because sometimes you think what's in your heart is not is what Sometimes you think what's in your heart is actually not what's in your heart. And he wants you to have an opportunity to see that. You know, it was funny because when the person made that comment for just a brief second, just a brief second, I thought I'm not going to share any pictures. I'm just going to keep it to myself. And I thought, you know what? I will not be silenced because of what somebody else's insecurities are about what I get to do because of what I have done for God. Not going to do it. Work through it. Be healed. Unfollow. Unfollow if you need to. Whatever. If it you bothers need to you. Because it ain't the first or the last vacation. Because the reality of it is, and Pastor Elm will tell you this the entire time we were at the resort, when we would be walking, I would say, our tribe need to be here. Mm -hmm. Our partners need to be here. This is this is an experience that champions need to. This is the kind of this is what you need. We are we're literally on vacation thinking. We got to plan some event that gets you to this level of exposure yeah. because we want you to have this level of exposure. So then we come back and start saying, well, what can we teach? What can we do that they can elevate, that they can make more money, that they can live at a different level so that they can have this kind of experience? Because when we're standing on a place this beautiful, the one thing we're convinced of is that King's kids ought King's to be seen. Kids be King's here. kids yep. ought to be seen. When you're in a beautiful place, when you're on a yacht, when you're on a private plane, you know who ought to be there? King's kids. Because I'm just going to tell you the truth. The reality of it is, is that my kids ought to live better off my money than anybody else's kids. Amen. Amen. You better hear what I'm saying up in here. You better hear what I am saying up in here. Now, listen, we ain't talked about nothing that was on our page today. I mean, zero. But we want to know if you were blessed, what you got from this. We ain't talking about nothing that was on the page. I'm not even sure why I even have this tablet out. I'm, I, we ain't talking about nothing, nothing today. We ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> but the one thing that I really love about us is that we're going to flow with the Holy Ghost. Yeah. No and, matter and this what was for we somebody, study, clearly. This, this was for somebody. Clearly, it was for this somebody. This was for somebody. This was for somebody. 
This was for somebody. I'm reading their comments. No, I'm trying to read their comments. Now, I want to give you guys an opportunity to, I know you're going to give today. I know you're going to give today. Ain't no way in the world you heard a word like that and you're not going to give. But I want you to, we, we have a partner that is having a financial challenge and they have really been having this financial challenge for a minute, just trying to have some breakthrough in this, right? Nate said he go call you. You got my number? I really, I want you, if you have the, in the ability, really, I see this as, as really a double sewing, meaning you're going to sew to somebody who's in need, but that person who's in need is your peer. And so I'm going to ask you if you have the ability to say, I want to help a partner have a breakthrough. Now, the ministry is going to help, but I want to give you an opportunity to help. If you're going to if you're willing to help a partner have a breakthrough now, I'll ask you this, because, you know, I don't let that come to my cash app. Can it come to your cash app or do you just want to come to the church? It's fine to my cash app. OK, so if there we, there is a partner, we want to be a blessing to. Now, let me let me let me say this. I, I, I just want to pair it this. You can send it to my cash app. However, if you're looking for this to be registered as part of your giving, then the best way to do it is to give through one of our avenues of giving and denote it on the uh, uh, it gives you an option. Like if you like when you like if you give your tithe, you can call it your breakthrough seat or whatever. You tell them what to denote it as and they can do it two ways, whichever is easiest for them. They can send it to my cash app, which is dollar sign money strict, or they can give through GiveLify, PushPay or Tithely. But they need to note that it is going for whatever you're going to call this special project. We're going to call it um, partner breakthrough. So on your thing, if you give, just make sure in the note section, it says partner breakthrough. Partner breakthrough. Now, I'm going to ask you, you cannot use your tithe for this. Your tithe belongs to the Lord, right? You should not use your offering for this. Your offering also belongs to the Lord. But if you have the ability... I want you to sow your best seed for this partner breakthrough. And what my desire is, one of the things that Pastor Edwin and I have learned how to do is that we put vision. And here's the vision I want you to put through. I want you to see, we want to, many times this is what people don't understand. And we really learned this in the pandemic. We did. We learned this in the, in the pandemic. Yeah. A lot of times, and if you've ever lived this way, this is going to register to you. You live in such a way that it's not that you're not working. It's not that you're not working hard. It's not it's that, that you're a bad money manager. It's not that you're a bad money manager. It's that you simply do not have enough money. So you have enough money as long as nothing goes wrong. But if your car breaks down or if your kid gets sick and you can't work for a couple of days, it literally brings chaos to your finances. Have you ever lived that way? We have lived that way. I know what that's like. And it's like, it's like you're in quicksand. You can't get ahead. One of the things that we really learned in all these years in ministry, but especially in the pandemic, is that by the time most people come to get help, the help isn't putting them over it's just catching them up. Or sometimes not even catching them up, just trying to keep them afloat. It's just trying to keep them afloat. What I would like to do is I we're going to sit down and talk to this partner and find out exactly what's going on. 
But what I would like to do is for us to sow enough into this, into this partner. Pastor Edwin will help the partner be able to monitor it, to make sure it goes where it needs to go, to be able to break them through to get some relief. Because here's the other thing I've really learned in my business. When you are almost sinking, it is very difficult to create a solution that will get you out. Yeah, trauma every drains your creativity. Yes, when every moment is about survival, it is very difficult to even hear a plan that will take you to abundance. Yeah. So you can either sow by using push, pay, tithely, um, all of our, um, what's the it's other push, one called? push, pay, tithely, givelify, give or you can even do it through PayPal if that's easier for you. PayPal. It's just it's okay, and um, and say partner breakthrough. That's how we know. Or you can send the seed to Pastor Strick and say partner breakthrough well, at Money yeah, Strick. If you send it to me, everything that comes into me is going to partner breakthrough. You don't have to miss it. You can denote it if you like. But that's for, for today. That's what I'll be the next week or whatever when it comes through. I'll be giving it. For so time. that's what we want to do. Now, you guys, you know we're good for this because you guys know how much this ministry helped people during the pandemic. Can you, do you vaguely remember any of those numbers of what we Man, did? Somewhere around two hundred sixty thousand dollars between uh, twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one was two hundred sixty something, two hundred seventy five, something like that. Two hundred seventy five thousand. Two hundred seventy five thousand dollars. A ministry of this size gave two hundred seventy five thousand dollars to help people in need. So you can trust, just like you can trust that when we ask you about scholarship. That we're going to give every dime of the money to scholarship. When we ask you to help a partner, when we ask you to do that, we do it because of you. Now, here is what I want to pray to everybody who's sewing. So if you're sewing, put I'm sewing in the comment because I want to release something over your life. And do not minimize your seed. And do not minimize your seed. Don't be like, seat. well, I'm not going to give because I only got five. Listen, you obey God and you. And here's the great thing I tell people all the time. When you sow and you are part of the giving. You get the opportunity to harvest off of the entire amount. God's not rationing out your percentage. That's not how it happens. So what we make happen for someone else, that whole thing gets credited to your account. And then when you are in need or someone you know is in need, you can call that harvest in. You can call that harvest in. So I want to believe God with you, those of you who are sowing, and I want you to begin to track it, and I want you to begin to send us messages when it happens. So, Father, what I'm asking you to do, one of the one of the most powerful promises that you have given us is that you told us that if someone was a blessing to us, you would be a blessing to them. Mm -hmm. We have all of these covenant partners and friends of the ministry that are willing to be a blessing without even knowing the name of the partner that they're helping. So I am now asking you yes. to do something that blows their mind. Something supernatural. Something supernatural Only you that blows do. their mind. Whether it's something in their heart that they forgot about, whether it's a need that they don't know how to, to meet, whether it's a vacation they want to take, whether it's a breakthrough in a job, Father, I am asking for the release, for supernatural assistance from heaven, for angelica help, that you would put them, that you would favor them, that you would move them to the top of the list. Amen. That's something that they're believing yes. for, that there would even be a tremendous discount on it for them to be able to do it. But I am asking you to honor the covenant promise that you made that if somebody blessed us, 
you would bless you them. Would bless you them. would bless you, them. Father. So, Father, we thank you yes, for it. You see all of these names that are sold. Yes. You see every family that yes. is represented, and you know that the seed that they are bringing is going to make a difference. Now I ask the seed that you are sowing, that they are sowing, multiply. Yes. Let it do even more that we think it's going to yes. do in order to break through. And let this seed be to the person when they receive it. Let it, let it eradicate all doubt that you see them. My God. Let it eradicate yes. all, all doubt, doubt that, that you, you see them, them and that you care about them and that they matter to you. Let this seal for them that they are not forgotten, that they are not a stepchild in the kingdom, that they are not second class, and that you care about them. Yes. And we thank you we for thank it. You. In Jesus' name. We thank you that it's done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we'll come back next week um, and give you an update <laughs> and let you yeah. know what we were able yeah. to do because we owe you that accountability. Absolutely. But we thank all of you for sowing. And I just want y'all to know that the person y'all about to bless, they don't know they about to get blessed. Yeah. So I want you just, just put in the comments, gifts and surprises. Gifts and Baby, surprises. listen, the person you blessed, they don't even know they're about to get blessed. But we're about to do something because when the enemy tries to isolate one of our partners and take them out, we show up. We show up. We show up. We show up. It matters where you go to church. It matters. Now, if you've been watching this and you're not a partner of FOC, I don't know why not. Man, you ought to be. I don't know why you, you wouldn't be a partner of FOC. A Fellowship of Champions Church International. All right. So you go to FOC church.com scroll down and complete the partnership fund we want to remind you that our um next huddle is going to be october 8th yep. we look forward to seeing you it's going to be absolutely amazing we want you to govern yourselves according to all of the announcements you know this week you know what they are mm -hmm. you know what we do you monday tuesday we do. wednesday and friday and we expect to see you there if you were blessed by this message today I want to hear from you, and we about to get up out of here. If you were blessed, say, this blessed me, this stretched me, this is what I learned, this is what happened for me, I'll never minimize my seed, I'm going to keep sowing, I believe God, I'm not going to settle, my faith always works, I want to hear that. That's right, definitely Tuesday, Ed Talk. I love how many men are watching. Yeah, Ed you know, I'm there, I, I get those analytics, and I am, I am, I am surprised and blessed. Uh, I am still at 60%. 60% of my viewership comes from men between the ages of 35 and 59. And I just, I, I think it's awesome. I love it. I love it. I saw Jordan said, I'll never minimize my seed. Hey, Jay <laughs> Listen, we love y'all and we're about to get out here. Go have an amazing day. We will give y'all an update and let, but just know that you have played a part in a big old surprise for somebody today. Hey, and don't let don't don't diminish your faith because of somebody else's insecurities. Just you, if you you choose to believe God at this level, don't you drop your so faith. I, I dare somebody to post that on their Facebook page and tag <laughs> Pastor El. Like I will not diminish my uh, faith because of your insecurity. I'm not even sure how I said. And commitment to mediocrity or something like that. I don't even know I, I how I sent it to her so we'll have it just like that. Chris said she done already posted it, right? I don't even know what I said. I need to go read it so I can post it myself. All right. We love you guys. Have an amazing day. Thank you for being amazing partners. We love you. God yes. bless you. God bless you. Guys. Have a great day.